Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning, if you would, to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 18. When you get there, just stand to your feet for the reading and the reverence of the Word of God. I'm going to be out of the New King James Version. Amen. If you have your Bible app or... Jeremiah chapter 18, verse number 1. Jeremiah 18 and 1. I've got a lot of miles out of these scriptures over the years. Amen. We, we're going on 27 years, I believe, of ministry. That's what we are. 27 years of ministry. And so, uh, over the course of the years, got a lot. And uh, this last week, I uh, came across something. And, and I, I've always read it out of the King James Version because that's where I cut my teeth on. But here lately, I've been preaching a lot out of the New King James because, uh, you know, uh, just kind of more modern language, I guess, puts it in our terms instead of thee and thou and thus. And it just says... Hey, y'all. No, I'm just kidding. And so, uh, but in the New King James, I seen something, and it really, uh, really got a hold of me. So, uh, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse number 1. Are you there? The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Listen, he said he would cause us to hear his words. How many knows when God talks, things happen? And verse number uh, three, then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Let's go back to the third verse. This is what I found. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something. Look at your neighbor and say, making something. Look at your other neighbor and say, making something. Look behind you and said he was making something at the wheel. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We ask you, Lord, that your word is it begin to bless us uh, and move upon our lives. Lord, that you change. Uh, Lord, you change our direction. Uh, your words. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, your rhema word. Uh, one word from you, God, could change uh, the outcome of any situation. Uh, no matter what it looks like, God, your word can change it. Uh, and we ask you to move in this place. Uh, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You may be seated. Praise God, if you're a first-time visitor this morning, we want to uh, say thank you for choosing us. There's a lot of churches in Pittsburgh that you could have chose this morning, amen, but you chose us, and we're so thankful for that, amen, and thank you for being here, part of this. All you, uh, all you regular folk, uh, you don't have Tanner this morning, you got me. I know you got used to him for two weeks, praise God, but now you got the old man back, praise God, and I am glad to be back in the pulpit, Hallelujah. At the first of the year, we talked about 2022, and uh, we talked about 20 meaning provision, providing. That's what God does. He provides. 22 means chaos. 
and we look at everything that's going on and we think, man, this, this is just plum chaotic. It just doesn't make any sense, but we're living in the year of chaos. We're living in the year where everything gets crazy and it just, just all of a sudden, I mean, it goes to just calm to complete chaos. And we're living in that part of it now. And we see a lot of different things begin to happen. And I, 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 I don't think I could have ever predicted what has been going on in my life up to this point that would happen in this part of the year of chaos. I would have never been able to predict that part of it. And some of us sitting here today, you can say the same thing. Pastor, I tell you what, this has been one of those years of plum chaos. It just don't even make any sense. And the thing about it is, is God, God, God is telling us that, look, there's chaos, but before chaos is provision. Look at your neighbor and say provision. God says, I'm going to provide in chaos. And God says, I do my best work in chaos. And I believe at this time, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. Matter of fact, he wrote the book of Lamentations, which means to cry, means to weep. And he went to, uh, from, from one point of just, uh, I don't want to live, just, 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 just take it all, I'm sick of it, uh, to there's fire shut up in my bones. Uh, and, so, and so he's one of those where his mind can't figure out who he is. Is he a loser or is he a winner? And sometimes we have that same aspect looking at our lives and judging what we're going through and seeing this part of it and thinking, I don't know if I can do it. And all of a sudden, uh, a, a breath of fresh air just moves uh, inside of our lives. And we go from I don't want to live to there's fire shut up in my bones. And Jeremiah began to minister and he began to preach. And he was at a time when it was complete chaos. He was preaching at a time when it was complete chaos. Matter of fact, the whole time that Jeremiah preached, it's never been recorded in the book of Jeremiah or in the book of Lamentations that, that, that anybody came to meet God. Now, can you imagine preaching that long and nobody coming to meet God? I don't know how long I could sit here and preach in a church and preach for this long and not see souls get saved or not see lives change or not see anybody come into the house of God. Jeremiah preached on the streets. He didn't have the, the luxury of preaching inside a, 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 a air-conditioned building, praise God, in padded pews. He preached on the streets to anybody that would hear him because there was a change coming and God used him at that part of his life for change coming. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but when change starts happening around you, I'm telling you what, before it ever gets inside of you, it'll happen around you. And when you start seeing things around you, sometimes you say, I want change. And then it starts happening and you think, hang on. That's too much. I don't know if I can do that. That's way too much. Jeremiah is going through a part of his life and God is getting him ready. He's getting everybody else ready around him because how many knows that when the anointed word goes out and it is anointed by God, it doesn't go void. It goes out and it does something. When God begins to speak, notice when God created this thing, he never rested out, took his hand and did anything. He spoke and God said, let there be light. And God said, See, sometimes we have to understand that when trials and, and a tribulation comes our way, uh, the best thing we can do is jump up and say what God said. Come on, somebody. If we would say what God said instead of what our friend said, if we would read the word instead of fake book, 
we would find more power in what God is doing. But a lot of times what happens is, is we step back and we start looking at certain situations and we try to determine our thing. But the Bible said that God spoke and the Bible said this, and this is the word that came to Jeremiah. That got me. That got me when I read that. And this is the word that came to Jeremiah. I need to tell somebody, if you'll stay there long enough, God will send his word. See, sometimes we don't stay there long enough. Sometimes when it gets hot, when it gets hurting, when it gets heavy, when it gets disappointing, we want to run somewhere to always try to feel good. But at the same time, don't you know that the only way that the oil will ever come out of the olive is when the olive is crushed. And don't you know that the anointing inside of you, the only way that it can get to anybody else is if there's been a crushing in your spirit. They can take your house, praise God. They can take your car. They can take your job. But I'm telling you one thing they can't take the thing that God can give you and that is the anointing and only God can give you that kind of anointing and the anointing don't come because you had a great day I'm here to tell somebody right now you're not anointed because you got a thousand dollars in the bank you are anointed because you've been crushed because you've been disappointed the Bible says that God begins to move in those places that it's the crushing of the reed that bruised the reed and that's where Jesus is. He comes in in that time in your life and he says, I need you to take this and now move this way. Jeremiah, the Bible says, and this is the word that came to the Jeremiah. And the Bible says that Jeremiah, as he got up to go to the potter's house, he looked down and saw the potter and the Bible said, and I like this part, he was making something. Now, some of you don't even know what God's making in your life because, because we can't see it. Because what God is doing in your life, everybody else says, well, if, if they really knew what he did last week, well, they just don't even know how many times they've been married. Well, if that, I wonder if they really knew their family. See, everybody else has got a story on what they have seen, but God has got a plan on what he's going to do. God works best in the junkyard. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know some of you want to go out and find your cars out in a nice parking lot, but old Russ Wilson likes to find his in the junkyard. <laughs> Ask Lane Brown. He's got one of them. <laughs> Whoo. Because, see, sometimes uh, any way uh, to make something, uh, because just because it's in a junkyard uh, doesn't mean it's not salvageable. God wants to salvage you. Listen to me. It doesn't please God just to put you over and never have any problems uh, in your life. It pleases God when you trust him uh, and you have faith uh, because faith uh, without substance. Come on, somebody. There's got to be a substance. Uh, if you have faith, uh, God will send the substance. Uh, and if we understand this, uh, then the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Has anybody ever took to make a cake and decided, I'm going to get the eggs, I'm going to get the flour, I'm going to get the sugar, I'm going to get the rice or whatever it is, I'm going to get the cream, I'm going to get all that stuff and measure it out and set it on the counter and then drink one individually and then check it out. (laughs) 
If my back wasn't like it did, I'd really shake y'all. Listen. Because any, now faith is the substance. So, so, so everything that goes into this cake is the substance. And then you mix it up. And then you put some heat to it. See, we want to come to church and we want to get our groove on, praise God, and we want to shuck and buck and have a rodeo up in here, a Pentecostal church. You know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Praise God. I was thinking this morning, I growed up Pentecostal. But see, Russ over there, he, he, his mama wasn't Pentecostal. She was Pentecostal. She was, she was hostile. There's a difference between... <laughs> Russ ain't shaking his head, but he's winking at me. Come on, preacher, preacher, preacher. See, see, we got Pentecostal women, then we got Pentecostal women. And I mean, I mean, when they get complete hostile with the enemy, things begin to change. It's like his mama says, Russ, won't you invite some of your friends to church? He's like, mm-mm. You get crazy up in there. See, and here's the thing, we got to understand to do that. Don't let, listen, don't let a few things come to you and distract you from what God is doing. The Bible said that the word of God came to Jeremiah. And the Bible said that when he looked down at the potter's house, that, that, that he was making something. And the word, listen to me, the word came to Jeremiah. And when he looked, God picked Jeremiah up because God wanted to speak. I need to tell somebody right now, God speaks sometimes in your lowest moments. God speaks words of encouragement. And when God speaks, he says something like this. I know what your expected end is. Come on, somebody. When God speaks, he says, you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. When God begins to speak into your life, he speaks life into you. He begins to talk to you. I don't know about you, but God has came by this week and picked me up and talked to me. When I begin to look at certain situations, he began to talk to me and he said, let him have the house. I got one better for you. Come on, somebody. He began to speak to me. He said, let him have everything because I got something better for you. And I, I, I begin to talk back and say, but you don't understand. They've been making fun of me on Facebook. They've been posting pictures of me and laughing at me. And he says, it's all right because I who have started a good work in thee, I will bring it until the very end. Come on, somebody. Ah, ah. We got to understand God's doing something in our life. Ah! Ah! God's doing something in our lives that is changing. And we got to understand that he's wanting us to see. I'm making something. What are you making, God? It's out of a mart piece of clay. My God, I can run a marathon. God didn't pick you up then to drop you now. Some of you been to hell and back. God didn't pick you up in your mess to carry you this long to drop you now. 
I don't care what they say. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. God did not take you out of that dope house then to put you in the church house and let a bunch of religious folk eat you up and kill you. God brought you up out of the dope house because he said you're not like them. You're different than everybody else. I'm going to make something on the wheel. I'm going to make something on the wheel. And all of a sudden, he sees that marred piece of clay that God took out of the junkyard. He put it on the wheel, and immediately, it started spinning out of control. See, listen, he put him in the middle of the wheel. Not W-E-A-H-E-E-L, but W-I-L-L. He put you in the middle of his will. And all of a sudden, it starts spinning out of control. God, if I'm in your will, why does it look like this? Why does it feel like this? Why does it hurt like this? If I'm in your will, what are you doing? And God says, hang on, I'm making something. I'm making something. Some of you need to hear this preacher this morning. God's making something. He's making something out of nothing. <clears throat> he's literally taking your broken down part of your life and God says that's the place that I want to work at. I want to work in the mess. See, some of us saying, praise God, I don't know about this. Man, I'm a mess. I can't go into that church. It'll fall down. Praise God, it'll burn down. I'm a mess. I'm telling Life Changers Church, you better get ready. There's a lot of messy people about to walk up in this place. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of messy people because we ain't on the streets of Pittsburgh every Saturday night for nothing. We're talking to the messy people. We're reaching the messy people. We're reaching the dope addicts. We're reaching the whoremonglers. We're reaching the rejected and the abandoned and the pushed out. We're reaching those and God is moving. Life Changers Church is going to be a church that's completely different from everybody else. We're going to have those that God pulled out of the junkyard and God said, I want you to go to Life Changers Church because I'm making something. I'm making something. I'm going to put you in the middle of my wheel. It's going to spin out of control for a little bit. But hang on. I'm making something. All of a sudden, the spinning out of control. Okay, we kind of get used to that a little bit, and all of a sudden, we get this thump. <clears throat> Years ago in Branson, Missouri, I watched a man make pottery. And I watched him. He had a little microphone, and he began to walk us through it. And he took the clay and took a little bit of water and softened it up, got it all up in the ball. He put his little foot on the bottom of that wheel, and he began to push that, that wheel, and it got to spinning faster and faster. And the whole time he was talking about what he was doing. And all of a sudden, he took that clay. And while that wheel was spinning, he took that clay, and as hard as he could, he went wham, 
And that microphone, you could hear it throughout that whole uh, 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 place. And it goes. And that little bitty ball just turned to flat. Because of the velocity of the wheel spinning out of control. Then he began to talk about, about the spinning out of control. And then he did something. He took his fist. And right in the middle of that clay, he goes, bam. You could hear it. And he said, God starts on the inside of your life and not the outside. And when he banged his hand in the middle of that clay, all of a sudden it began to rise. And he took his hand and he just began to move. And that little bitty clay, piece of clay that was flat just began to build and began to come up. And the way he maneuvered it and the thing that he began to do, and he put shapes and it just began to rise. And he said, if I don't finish the inside, I can never paint the outside. But the inside is what I'm concerned with the most. And I need to tell somebody, your life, your life, God has been working on the inside. God's been working on the inside of you. The old church I grew up in, they was always look at the outside. If the person didn't look right on the outside, then they wouldn't let them on the inside of their church. The old religious church I grew up in, praise God, they only looked on the outside. But I need to tell somebody that God has pulled you up out of the miry clay. He's put you on a solid foundation. He put a brand new song in your heart, Psalms 40 and 1, and he declared that his finished product, he would see it until the very end, and you may not see it, you may not know nothing about it, and there's a lot of pain involved in it, there's a lot of chaos involved in it, there's a lot of gossip involved in it, and there's a lot of church hurt involved in it, but God says, if you'll stay where you're at, I'll send my word. Some of us ain't staying where we're at long enough. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Some of us has already got our bags packed and we're ready to run. I don't know who I'm talking to, but that's a word for somebody. We got our bags packed and we are ready to give up. We are ready to run. We are ready to walk away. We're saying, I ain't cut out for this. God didn't make me for this. Honey, let me, let me, just, let me just bust your bubble. You were made for this fight right here. See, the enemy's got to have permission. He can't just show up. He's got to have permission. The book of Job said that Satan showed up and he got permission from God. He said, can I bring Job trouble and destroy him? God said, I've been trying to figure out how to get him double. So if you get him trouble, <laughs> I'll go ahead and give him double. So the trouble in your life is all been because God is trying to get you to double. But if we can ever get past the pain, we'll see the purpose. If we can ever get past that place in our life where we're blaming everybody else. Let me tell somebody something. I, I, I just need to say this this morning. I need to tell somebody something this morning. We got to get to this place and we got to understand that we're giving the devil too much credit. There was some of this pain that God has removed right down in the middle of your life and he's picked a fight with you. I didn't know God fought. Well, he turned over the tables. 
He run them out with a whip. See, see, there's, there's some places in your life we have to understand that, 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 that God is preparing us for revival. There is a revival that is happening all over the world. And I know you know this already, but I'm telling you right now that TBN is not the mainstream anymore. Listen to me, listen to me. It's those little nobody preachers that are on YouTube that is telling the truth, that is preaching the truth, that is getting people's ears, that they're sick and tired are hearing all about prosperity but they want to hear about the second coming of our Lord they want to hear about we are the church that God has taken us up out of trouble they want to hear that we can still get up we can still resurrect they want to hear that souls are still being healed that blind eyes are still being opened they want to hear that junkies are still getting delivered they want to hear that we don't need an Oprah Winfrey or Dr. Phil we did a Spirit-filled church that'll stand back up ah, and preach the truth again. The world, God has turned the world into chaos because He works best in chaos. When the devil thought He shut the shut the whole church down in 2020. Matter of fact, He did. Not only that, there were some preachers went to jail because of it. There were some churches got a bad name because of it. Oh, there's those radical people over there. There's a virus going around and everybody's going to die. And we lost some good people. And there's scars upon our lives because of 2020. And there's hurt. And the enemy's trying to come in and say, look what I can do. But God is saying, hang on just a minute. He don't have the last end of it. Don't you ever give up. I'm telling somebody, if you'll stay there, God will bring you the word there. The Bible said, and this is the word that came to Jeremiah. Listen, some of you came to church this morning because you said, I'm going to go get a word. But you don't understand. The word is coming to you. Oh, I'm going to go to church and get a word. But God says, if you'll stay there, I'll bring the word there. We're wanting God to pull us up out of our mess and then speak to us. And God says, but I'm going to speak in your mess. Because every messy devil that's coming against your life, God says, I'm going to speak to him there. There are places God has taken y'all. There's a vent of things that is changing right now in your life. Pass around the piano, please. There's a vent of things changing in your lives. Things today are different. You didn't view it like this last month. You didn't see it like this last year. But things are changing. And it's all because chaos entered in. Jeremiah. And this is the word that came to Jeremiah. I love I love that. And this is the word that came to Roger Brown. 
And this is the word that came. <clears throat> Go to the potter's house. Jeremiah went to the potter's house. And there at the potter's house, he saw him making something. <laughs> something. He saw him making something. Everything happening in your life right now is just God's way of showing you that this is a thing that you secretly prayed about and you thought it was just going to come through the door, gift wrapped with a nice bow on it. You thought that the enemy was just going to turn loose of those treasures in darkness. You thought you were just going to pray and God was going to answer and God said at the same time, the moment you prayed, I answered. But the enemy came to attack. The Bible says that Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. And on the 21st day, the Bible said that the angel Lord showed up and he said, Daniel, on the first day you prayed, I entered out of heaven. But I was approached by the enemy and I've been fighting a battle. And we broke through and won and I broke through to bring you what you asked. But at the same time for those 21 days, while Daniel asked for 21 days, Daniel really just got stronger. He really just got stronger. God didn't pick you up then to leave you now. God didn't pull you up out of that mess then to leave you now. God didn't heal your mind then to leave you now. You didn't have those children then to lose them now. God's not. He is not a losing God. He's a winning God. And every part of your life Every part of your life is a winning part. God did not pick you up then to leave you now. His plan. His plan. His plan is to give you beauty out of the ashes. His plan is to give you beauty out of the ashes. How in the world could it fall apart into ashes like this and to find beauty? Only God is that kind of a masterpiece, God? Only God is that kind of a masterpiece, God. Me and Tanner was talking about remnant the other day. And a remnant is something that is cut off of a garment and set aside. 
Listen, I learned something through the years. When we bought this carpet, we had to buy this carpet that was cut out of the same dye. Even though they went back six months later and cut this same kind of carpet, the dye would be different. It wouldn't match up. Match up. So we wanted to get enough so we could cut remnants off so we could put it throughout the building to match up anything. And I'm telling you right now, when God formed the church, he cut off a remnant. And he might have even waited until 2022 to put it together, but he's doing it. And your family is going to know about it. And your family is going to be changed. God saved the remnant of your life. He saved the remnant of your marriage. He saved the remnant of your children. He saved the remnant of everything in, in your life. Then when it comes to the point where the devil tried to take away, God just reached back and got the remnant. And he replaced the part that was damaged. See, you can alter a wedding dress. You can alter a suit. You can alter a lot of things. But there are some places in your life you can't fast away, you can't pray away, and you cannot alter away. God says, no, you're going through this one. And some of you tried to ask God, please, even Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. God said, I can't alter this. You gotta die for it. There are some places in your family, in your, in your life, God has chosen and he said, I can't alter it. I can't alter this. But I've got a remnant. So when you get a hole tore in it, I'll put it back. but I got a remnant. Jeremiah, this is a word that came to Jeremiah and God said, watch the potter as he was making something. It never said what it was. It was just something. 